Welcome everyone. We are live. It is the Sunday weekly warm up streaming exclusively in the Teach Better group on Facebook. My name is Brad Hughes, elementary principal and chief encouragement officer from Ontario, Canada. And I'm here with my amazing, dynamic, and oh so super co host, Ray Hewitt, CXO of the Teach Better team. And tonight, one of our Teach Better family members and team members is with us. It's Brianne Fennell. We are getting ready to set you up for a great week in education, whatever your important role may be. We're going to do all we can to reassure, to soothe, to inspire, to entertain, and to beat those Sunday scaries to get you ready for a great week ahead in education. Welcome, Bree, and welcome, Ray, and welcome to all of our guests and all of our listeners. We're here for the Sunday weekly warm up, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. We are back live. We're streaming exclusively in the exclusive Teach Better Facebook group. Later this week, we will have a replay available on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn. And we're going to make sure that this episode is also available as an episode of the Teach Better Talk podcast. Ray Hewitt from the Teach Better team. What is up, friend? It's so good to be here. Happy Sunday, everyone. I love when we're able to come together on Sundays. And I do have a special spot in my heart, Brad. You know I love the panels. You know when I, I love when we bring in a new face to the crew. But isn't it nice just to have family on screen, guys? Brand Fennell is here. You all know and love her. That means it's going to just be a great conversation. I'm just so excited for, for us all to be together. Some faces are just worth seeing again and again, and Brianne Fennell is one of those faces. Brianne, how are you, and what's your weekend been like? Oh, I am doing great. We had a wonderful weekend with family, and we just had a basketball game for my son, and so it's really been a good weekend, and I've had this to look forward to tonight, and so I'm so happy to be here with you guys. We've been looking yeah. forward to it too. And uh, Livia Chan is with us in the comments and wherever you might be watching or listening Hello. from, let us know who you are, where you are, and what's on your mind as you wrap up a great weekend and as you get ready for your week in education. Ray. Brad, how was your weekend? I feel like we have not caught up. It's been a, it's been a hot minute, so I'm excited to, to hear about your weekend plans as well. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. It's been a relaxing weekend, Ray. I did a lot of uh, Christmas present wrapping this weekend. Uh, and uh, a couple of really nice long walks uh, with our dog, Charlie, and uh, just very relaxing, just just staying in, staying cozy, watching some snowfall today. It was a, a lovely weekend and a little bit of schoolwork today to get ready for the week ahead. And I'm wondering uh, what came up for you this weekend, Ray? Oh, my gosh. We had the busiest Saturday of all time, but it was kind of the, the cutest Saturday of all time. Uh, we did a, a, a family date day where we started at Color Me Mind. Do you guys have Color Me Mind where you are? It's essentially like no. pottery and you go in and you get to paint it and then they fire it. You can take it home. Does oh, that make wonderful. sense? It does. It's so fun. So we did all different painting projects. Then we went out to go get pizza for lunch. And then uh, Saturday night, we went to, I've never been to anything like this before, but we went to a it was called Let It Be Christmas. It was a show put on by an incredible community church in our in our uh, area. And it was telling the story of Christmas through Beatles songs. 
Oh, it was so fun. That does sound fun. Yeah, I mean, or, yeah, I'm like, it, it's so nice when when organizations like churches or other organizations open their doors to outside community members to come in and be a part of you know that special holiday tradition. And mm -hmm. it was just such a good community event, all different ages participating in the play. And I don't know, I feel like this is just a good little nudge reminder to everybody in our, our family here, go get active in your community. There's such wonderful things that happen during the month of December that we can all get involved in. Ray, is there any chance that we could see your pottery creation on the air tonight or maybe in a future episode of the Sunday Weekly Warm-Up? Like, what did you I make? I was going to say, so I don't have it now. It takes a week to fire and then we're going to wow. go like go get it. Um, but uh, the kids all made ornaments for grandparents and all the things. I have to tell you, I have some mad outlining skills. Mm -hmm. I put my outlining skills to the test. If you guys think that you are a professional painter, I had a lot of confidence until I started and then it did not go well. But I, I'm a good outliner. I could write names on the back of things. It's good. <laughs> Sounds like that pottery experience had you fired up, and I'm wondering what fired up Brienne for this uh, this weekend. If if you had uh, an opportunity to do some handicraft or do some creative work, uh, what's your go-to, Brie? Um, you know, we have a, a couple local places, and I know you guys already know this about me, but I love going to local local businesses and supporting mm -hmm. them. And so there are two great ones I'll shout out. Um, one is called the Tin Can Chandelier, and that's sounds really similar to what Ray's talking about, like pottery and firing up. And then there's another one, um, hide graphics. That's where you can go and do like the paint, uh, your sign thing. So she has like parties and she's like cranking out ornaments like crazy. So love those local businesses. So fun. Brad, I don't know how your art skills are. You, uh, How do you think you would do if I gave you maybe like a beautiful pot or if I gave you a dish of some sort, would you create something magical or would it look more like a five-year-old did it? <laughs> I think it might look okay, actually. I was a visual arts teacher before I uh, shifted into school leadership uh, and I've got some experience with ceramics and a variety of other uh, studio arts. So I, I think it would look okay. I think so too. Do you guys remember, and I know that we're like getting started here, but for, for those of you who don't know, the Teach Better team actually came together over the summer and did mm -hmm. a retreat for the first time that we've never been able to do it before. So it was so nice to have everyone in one spot. And one of the projects, actually, thanks to Dave Schmidto, was to draw on a hat. And I had so much confidence that did not go well. But Brad, yours looked good, I remember. And Bree, your hat looked good, too. So I think you guys have some good art skills. Ray, I remember your hat well. It was covered in incredible Teach Better green hearts. I thought it was amazing. I, I'm really surprised that your design has not yet showed up in the Teach Better swag store. I also remember at the uh, retreat, we had the opportunity to do some rock painting. Uh, and our Teach Better team member, Joshua Stamper, uh, took us on a hike uh, and asked us to reflect on, there it is right there. Yeah, that really yeah. rocks. Yeah. But mine was a rock with gold. You can't really see it. I We were supposed to write words on it. Brad, do you remember the activity that they told us? Yeah, we were supposed to reflect on uh, our contributions to Teach Better so far uh, and to represent what we hoped to bring to the team uh, based on our uh, you know connection together at the retreat to, to, to paint what we were going to, what are, what of our goals for the team was for the coming year. Bree, what did you have on your rock? Mine says patience. I think that I actually drew on my rock. So I had like, um, 
going live more often. I had like a little live thing, which look, it's coming true right now. Mm -hmm. And the something with books and I may or may not have a new book coming out within the next year. And so all these things, because of this rock painting activity, I feel like it just made it happen. Brad, do you remember what you had on your rock? Yeah, I I had a an infinity symbol, and uh, in the middle of this infinity symbol was a little bit of spark, because uh, I was reflecting on how awesome it is to be both a creator and a provider of content with Teach Better. So you know what what we do tonight feeds back, and uh, I get feedback from our viewers and listeners, and it just keeps feeding forward. So that was where I was at. I love it. I'd love to challenge our, our viewers here, whether you're here with us live or even if you're catching this after the fact on Monday when we stream all over the place, or even if you're listening to Teach Better Talk podcast, uh, what word you would choose. And I feel like this is a good challenge because it wasn't necessarily a word for the mm -hmm. year. I know a lot of people do that over New Year's, but it's more about like a word symbolizing what we would bring to the team. And I would love to hear, I mean, all of you listening, you're a part of this Teach Better network, the Teach Better family. We wouldn't be the same without you, and we can't exist without you. We'd love to hear about what you think you will be dedicating yourself to contribute this coming year. So many of you bring so much to us, so we appreciate it. So Bree, right in your handle there, we've got play, and I know that you mentioned may, may or may not have a new book coming out. Your previous book focused on play, and I know that play and championing play is, is big for you, both in your personal and in your professional life. Where's that going for you? And what's uh, what's next for uh, Brianne Fennell? Oh, I don't know how much I can give away, but um, okay. I will tell you it is not a part of the Play A series. So okay. it's kind of branching out, which, but it will have a lot of my heart and, you know, teaching and maybe even some aspects that we've talked about this evening with creating. Oh, More wow. to Oh, how exciting, Brie. I cannot wait for us to celebrate you. We're going to have to do like a big launch for that book. Just that massive celebration. You know, this this crew right here loves a party. So, sure oh, yeah. And being together. We like that a lot. Totally. Now, Brie, for, for those uh, who are watching or listening who haven't had an opportunity to get to know you yet, tell us a little bit about where you are, uh, what you do, uh, and what fires you up about your life and education. Yeah. So, I am in Ohio. Um, Dave Schmidt also loves Ohio. I just want to point that out before we move forward. <laughs> um, and we, um, I am a, well, previously I was a first and second grade looping teacher. And this year I kind of did a spiral and went to third. And so I'm going to be doing some second and third grade looping. And I'll just talk a little bit about that because, Please. um, you know, some people are like looping, like, what are you, what are you doing over there? Um, so looping is when you take um, the same like core group of students and you move with them um, to the next grade level. And some of the benefits of that are, you know, building the relationship, not only with the students, but also with the families. And that is so important to have that communication already established. Like that second year, I want to say it's like the golden hour, like, they already know your routines and procedures and the things that are happening um, in your like expectations. And so really it kind of takes away those first four weeks where you're like really having to get to know students um, because you guys already have that connection. I usually do some like summer meetups as well. And so I try to keep that connection going, especially if we're going to have new students introduced into our loop, trying to get them in in some of those summer sessions so that 
they can just really feel like they're a part of that family. Um, and so, yes, Livia said this, they've had it for a second year and they have, we all love it. Um, what's been cool about this third loop, this third grade loop, um, we are able to try out a grid. And so I was just telling Ray about that before we started wow. it. Um, you know, these kids are so young, but the grid method has been, has been working. We're kind of on our, our second one. And I told her there's, you know, there's some things to work out and I'm excited to, to continue that. Yeah. I'm so excited. If you guys have not heard, we're actually doing a grid live series that will be coming to each and every one of you. It will stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, and all the places I'm sure I don't, I'm sure. I, and LinkedIn, that's what I missed. Uh, it's happening December 27th through the 29th or 26th or 28th. It's three days. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, go look up what, what days are. It's at 10 AM Eastern. And that will be led by Chatterschowski. Uh, we're really excited for that three day series. The first day will be building a grid. The second day will be a lot of the classroom management, the hurdles of the grid, which is kind of what Bree's talking about the problem solving fun, which is actually the part I love the most. And then the the third day, we'll be actually working with an administrator to support the grid method. So write that down on your calendars the week between Christmas and New Year's, that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that'll be a special one. And Bree, I know you are constantly problem solving on how to best support your students. So I'm so excited for you to be navigating the fun that that mastery learning model brings. You know, that was one of my favorite things at the retreat um, that we had mentioned was we really, we had a lot of fun, but we also got to work as well. And we got mm -hmm. to see like so many aspects of our, you know, of our team and the things that we do when we bring to districts. And so that the grid was something that really stood out to me um, as something I really wanted to try in my own classroom. And so I'm excited that it's, that it's also happening this year. Hey, Bree and Ray, I'd like to shout out Stacy Benton, who's joining us and, uh, Stacy tells us that she's thinking of looping her second graders this year and she needs to get out of her comfort zone. And Bri, I'm wondering if, if you can reflect on your initial steps with looping and, and where and how you were pushed out of your comfort zone and, and what you learned as a result. Um, what's really cool is that I transitioned from uh, a private school to a public school. And so that first year I was a, a first grade teacher. And as soon as I started in the district, I started looping. So I went right from the first grade to the second grade and then back and forth um, for like a decade. And so Stacy, please reach out. Um, I'm Brianne at teachbetter.com and you'll be able to um, just, you know, pick my brain about it. I would love to just have a conversation about how looping works and like what are some of like the huge benefits especially i don't know uh where you're where you are located stacy but in ohio we have the third grade guarantee and we have third grade assessments um and i feel like looping like it, the kids are already comfortable and so i just felt like with my kids they felt whenever i told them like it's going to be okay like this is not you know, this is not a defining moment for you. Like you can do your best and we'll work through it and all of these things. But because we had that relationship established, I feel like it just made that whole testing, you know, anxiety. I mean, it was still there, but I was able to be like, okay, it's all right. You know, I, I wouldn't let you down. We've been through this together. And so I also like kind of what's interesting is doing first, the second so long, 
when I was in first grade, I knew what those second graders needed yeah. or what they're going to, they were going to need as second graders. And so I feel like now going to third, when I go back, I'm going to be like, okay, I know where, where we need to go, which really helps when you're doing mastery learning. Cause you know, those standards that you're going to have to cover year after year. But I mean, if you're thinking about taking the leap into looping, I would highly suggest it, especially if you feel like, oh, I'm so, you know, I need a change, but, you know, I'm not ready to go into another role or I'm not ready to go into administration. I feel like looping just really allowed me to have creativity and not kind of feel like I, I needed to change all the time because it's always changing. Well, Bree, you're an experienced author, and uh, also we have the Teach Better Academy. And I'm, I'm thinking leaping into looping is kind of a killer title for your for another book, or maybe a blog, or maybe a course that uh, you could collaborate on. Stacy's in Tennessee, and we've got Tennessee, Ohio, Illinois, Ontario, British Columbia, Canada in the house, all over the place. Awesome. What what a cool way to collaborate and to connect here on Sunday Weekly Warm Up. So wonderful. Brie, we're so excited to keep picking your brain, not only about looping. If people still have questions, throw those in the chat. That's why we're here. That's why we're live in our private Facebook group over at teachbettergroup.com. It's because we'd like to see your comments engaging with us. We can answer your questions, but everyone else can also add their expertise. And you can see all those comments because we're all streaming in one place. And then we also, Brie, wanted to pick your brain on a few other topics. So we'll be right back. So fun backstage between our break, <laughs> Brad, Bree, and Ray are just grooving to the little transition music, and uh, we're just loving an opportunity to come together live with you on the Sunday weekly warm up. Right now, we're streaming exclusively in the Teach Better group on Facebook. Uh, later on this week, all of the socials will have a replay of our broadcast tonight as well. You can pick us up on the Teach Better Talk podcast. Ray Hewitt is here. Brianne Fennell is with us, Teach Better team member, educator. Uh, leaping into looping, uh, Brie, I think I'm the loopy one here. I think you're the looping one, but you know, talk with us a little bit more about uh, what uh, steps you're taking with your uh, with your littles and their families as you get into uh, holiday mode, anticipating some school holidays and winter break coming up. Absolutely. I think one of the coolest things that have kind of come up lately, um, because I am so into play, is that some parents have come to me and asked me like, hey, you know, what What have you been doing in class that they seem super interested in? Or like during your inside um, playtime, because we do get two recesses a day. Um, some students in our school get three recesses a day. So we're super lucky. Um, but just talking through some of those things with parents, like I totally encourage any parents in this group to reach out um, to your child's teacher if you mm -hmm. really want some great ideas. Like I know that you know, in advertising, you see all these like the hottest toys, you know, but sometimes that's how you end up with clutter. You're like, okay, I want to give my kids like all these top toys because, you know, somebody says like, these are the best toys to get for your kid. But sometimes like your child teacher spends so much time with them that it, they have some really great ideas like, oh, they really like, you know, the mega blocks. Or sometimes it's, it's cool because it's not always like the big techie things that you think your child needs to have at home. Um, sometimes it's just those like those fine motor things. Uh, Legos are huge. Um, 
but also I think that one of the one of the other things is that taking the time um, for play and relaxation, like sometimes we want to take this uh, winter break and just kind of fill it with all of those things that, um, you know, those fun traditions, those things that we, you know, we need to have, but have those conversations with your kids. Like what, what are the things that they really want to do? And sometimes they'll tell you even without their words, they'll tell you with their behavior from young kids. Like, you know, if you're doing too many visits or too many things outside of the house, just sometimes, um, a little rest and relaxation at home can can really be um, helpful uh, for your kids. And sometimes when you see those escalated behaviors, um, you know, it's not something to like be upset about or embarrassed about. Take a, a couple minutes with your kid and, um, you know, if you're at a big family gathering and have, you know, have some conversation with them about why they're feeling that way and and that kind of thing. I know there's still there's still a lot of conversation about looping going on in this in this chat. I'd love to answer some more questions about that. Yeah, we'll definitely go back to those questions. I appreciate everybody posting in there. You know, Bree, something I really value about this conversation is your connection between the parent and the teacher. And I think that with our community primarily being parents, I'd love to brainstorm a little bit, Brad, if that's okay with you, how yeah. we can switch this conversation a little bit to support our teachers. Because I know, you know, so many of us, when we engage in social settings that are a mix of all different career fields, as teachers are really good being advocates about what look what it looks like in schools, what we'd like to see for our students, and even recommendation of holiday gifts. I love that that was brought up. I'd love to brainstorm a way for our teachers here to choose to be proactive in helping our parents with that. Maybe a simple idea, and I don't know if this aligns with everything we were discussing, but a simple idea is to say, hey, between now and holiday break, if you see certain students engaging with something in your classroom that you see as a potential opportunity to continue at home, maybe that's like a fun email out to families saying, hey, we saw a lot of students excited about this item, topic, whatever. If you are looking for gifts over the holidays, feel free to look for books or items related to this idea. I, I think those suggestions would be welcomed. I love I that. We just had, um, I am big on donors choose. I, I know I'm very fortunate because um, some districts I know um, don't allow that, but donors choose or mini grants or whatever. I, I asked my students, like, which books did they really want to see in our library? Because that's one thing about looping is I have like three grade levels worth of things in my classroom. And so there were, there were a ton of series that they wanted to see more of. And so that was one of the things I suggested to some of the parents, like, okay, well, we had this book as a read aloud, but there are the you know, there are four other books after this book and they might, they might really want to read it or the book that we're doing for the grid. I know several students said that they would love to have that book um, as one of their own personal collections. Um, something else that I was going to say, oh, like we have these like wonder robots and I send a lot of pictures out on Remind with the parent permission. And so some of those things have become gifts over the years because I do share it on, you know, our platforms or I share it um, on Remind like, hey, look at, you know, these, they're so involved with this thing. And some of the things are, 
are free. <laughs> you know, they're, some of the things are, you know, are building things that they probably have in their house or, or something that they have put away in the basement and they just kind of need um, refreshed. That's one of my big ideas. I'm like, maybe in the future, um, doing some exchanges with teachers or parents where, um, you know, you do a swap, like, okay, my kid's not into this anymore, but it was really expensive. Like what, you know, and doing a swap of like either Halloween costumes or, or reusing toys. I just think what a cool idea would that be to be able to do that in your community? Yeah, you've had so many good suggestions there, Brie. Mm -hmm. One of the ones that is so relevant to literally a conversation I had an hour and a half ago was searching for books as a gift and not knowing between the two different ages that we were buying gifts for, really not knowing what's popular right now, not necessarily even knowing all the age appropriate, like what are the good ones to be seeking out. I would love a teacher to put together a list of even just like five best books to read that we that maybe are popular in your school library think of even if you just helped two or three parents buy either a gift for their own child or a gift for another child brad i'm sure that you always uh loved giving a mix of gifts where books are included it's so interesting because uh it, so much of our gift giving is centered around gift cards right now so what came to mind right away was you know a gift card for your barnes and noble or whatever you know whatever your favorite bookstore is but the, the flip of that is there is something so uh, personal and connective about gifting a book from an adult to a child. Um, I, I think of uh, books that are probably still somewhere on a bookshelf that were inscribed to me as a child from a parent or from a grandparent or a close friend. And so uh, it really is connected. So I love your idea, Ray, of seeking advice about favorite books or, or bestsellers or, or just the classics. But you know, that in the age of gift cards, that that connective opportunity to to give and receive a book or something that's that's personal and special, it also helps open up a conversation between the giver and the receiver, whether you're a parent, caregiver, or educator. Would would love to know what you think about that. Well, and I know that we we recently just spoke about this at our team get together. We had our team holiday party virtually on Friday, and Dave Schmidt was sharing that he really liked to give experiences to his children. And we kind of brainstormed what kind of things they thought of. Wouldn't it be fun if the the gift was a gift card to like a Barnes and Noble, but it also was that you would go with that child and get to pick mm. something out together. I think there's like a lot here to not only give the art of, you know, reading and picking out a fantastic book, but getting time with that child, of course, is always special depending on who you're giving the gift to. So I love this conversation and I really think I've uh, had my eyes opened over the last few months of the importance of teachers really taking the initiative to tell parents how much we actually have to bring to them. I think mm -hmm. sometimes parents don't always see teachers as the incredible resource we are. And the more we can do to be proactive in supporting their education to know that they can utilize us as a resource, especially during this season, the better. So fun. Absolutely. Brianne, I'm wondering if you reflect on the school that you serve at, and would you say that it functions as a community hub? Uh, and if it, if it does, how could that be centered in in how your school community sees the school as as a a place where information and care and support can be given and received freely, not not just a place where things happen between the bells. Absolutely, we. 
I feel like our um, our school and district does a good job with this. Um, just something because you were talking about books, we have these um, literacy nights. And one of our biggest ones was it was called Under the Light. So it was at like our new or newer facility that is like at the football field. And so what they did, and you're talking about community resources, is they brought in so many different community resources. So they had people who um, were from the Red Cross and they had people from um, different um, agencies for mental health and um, summer programming where they could sign up right there. And there were just so many different, there were teachers, there were teachers there running things, but there were also just teachers there being in the moment with the parents and the students. Um, kids got to take home a free book, but they also had like different community members signed up, like our superintendent. Um, they had like police officers, just people from the community so they could see them as like resources and real people in real time, like interacting with their kids. And so that was one of one of the best events, I think, um, that I saw. It was just it was huge, but it was also um an opportunity to like stop and just talk with parents and just for them to see, Hey, your community has so many resources and they, there are people that really want to help your family and they want to help your kids. And so I, I really loved that one. Bria, I want to uh, take a minute to pause and give a huge shout out to the awesome conversation going on in the chat. I know Liv is posing some questions and I definitely want to get to those and get your thoughts, but Shout out to Anne Marie, who's been so helpful in responding to those. Anne Marie is a new family member to our Teach Better community. We just recently connected these past few weeks. So she's just a wonderful new member of the family. If you haven't connected with her, please do so. And then also shout out to Hannah. Hannah's been a, a newer family member as well over the last few months. So wonderful to see people come into this community and not only learn alongside one another, but continue to add their ideas and expertise. That's the whole point of this live stream specifically is to get so many different ideas, not just those of us on screen. So such an honor to have you guys sharing resources and brainstorming. I love that, Brad. I love it too, Ray. And it reminds me that uh, everyone has something to offer. It's a matter of coming together in a space where hopefully people feel welcome to share what's on their mind. And just as a community hub would function, you know, this Sunday weekly warm up, our vision is for people to have an opportunity to come together and to to share questions and to be vulnerable about their needs. And it looks like we are really hitting the mark tonight. So uh, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we, Ray, I'll turn things over to you for a second. I wonder if we might transition to our, into our next segment. Yeah, absolutely, Brad. I just wanna let you guys know, we are totally overwhelmed with elementary people in the house. They showed up for you, Brie, because I know uh, Anne-Marie is an elementary principal, just like you, Brad, and there's just lots of great conversation. Liv is at an elementary as well. so. So nice to see our elementary shop. I think sometimes we're we're really heavy in secondary. So I, I appreciate the, re the, the representation today. We'll be right back for Progress Not Perfection. We've got Ray Hewitt, Brad Hughes, and Brianne Fennell live tonight. It's the Sunday weekly warm-up. We're with you live exclusively in the Teach Better group on Facebook. 
Later on this week, a replay of our discussion, our fantastic discussion, our sparkling conversation will be available on all of the socials and will also show up as a Teach Better Talk podcast episode. Ray Hewitt, Brian Fennell, we've shifted our conversation into a segment we call Progress, Not Perfection. And when I think about the next two weeks ahead for schools and school districts, as we lead up to a winter break, Bree and Ray, no shortage of energy, no shortage of opportunities, but also no shortage of challenges. As the intensity winds up and the energy goes down, we could be heading into a, well, a fun, but <laughs> kind of a bouncy couple of weeks. And Bree, I'm wondering how we help educators stay focused on that progress day to day rather than worrying about making it perfect. Uh, yeah, I think that really during this time, um, I try to remind myself that um, that we work with students who have trauma. And so sometimes the holidays, especially when there's been like loss of loved ones, mm -hmm. can be really um, amplifying of behavior. And and I always see behavior as um, a conversation that they're having, you know, and it might not be necessarily with their words, but they're trying to tell us something. So I would just encourage people to, to take a step back if there are things that are extremely fun for you and you you put so much time and energy into it if it's not always well received by students it might just be that there's something else that has either happened to them or is happening to them in their lives um and to think of it as an opportunity um to connect with students and so it might not be perfection because it's not going exactly the way you want but it could be a really good opportunity to build um, trust and relationships with students during that time. Yes. And, um, yes, with that break, sometimes students aren't going home to the best situations. And so they might be leaving that your classroom that you've done a very good job connecting with the student, but that long break can be, um, very, um, I don't know. It could, it could be that they, are going to miss that like stability, just that consistency of going to school and having a meal and having another meal and just knowing where all those things are coming from um, and being out of that comfort zone can, can be really um, frightening for kids at times, so. I think it's a great reminder. Holidays bring mixed emotions for so many. And it's a wonderful reminder that everyone celebrates different things. Everyone celebrates differently. and. Definitely keep that in mind as we continue to bring warm, welcoming wishes to our classrooms and everything we have control over for our students. Brad, I know there is a lot to celebrate. Our show actually is taking a little break over winter break as well. We might want to mention that to our family here because I want to make sure they're prepared too. 100%. I mean, we'll be back on the air a week tonight live, uh, and then we have a two-week break uh over um the weekend where christmas is celebrated and then uh, uh new year's is the following weekend as well so i believe we're going to be off for two weeks right we're going to find find uh, some some extra time to plan for uh 2023 in the sunday weekly warm-up space how about you i know isn't that nutty i'm so i'm so sad we'll be missing two weeks in a row but thankfully wednesday wake up will still happen on the 28th which i think is in between those two weekends we're off so you can definitely still catch us on wednesday and then obviously that grid series that'll happen those three days in a row during that same time in between those two holidays uh hopefully you'll get your dose of teach better but don't worry if you still need more teach better than after that 
Um, we do, we go live all the time and we also have an academy and we've done 12 hour lives and we've done all these things. There's like over 500 episodes of teach better talk podcast. Like you could get your fix of content. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> you could be streaming teach better content for the entire two week winter break nonstop and, and still have more learning left over. It really is a great opportunity to reflect on the great things that uh, teach better has to offer, but also to think about how much we as educators have to offer back to this network and back to this learning organization. And Bree, I'm wondering what's coming up for you in terms of, you know, taking some time away from your important work in education, or maybe it's an opportunity for you to get geared up for the new year in teaching. What's coming to mind for you? Oh, I think both. Um, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show that I'm one of the training and development specialists on the team. And so I will still be with you on the social media networks. And so if you are missing Teach Better, come and connect with us on that private Facebook group that you're in now. Um, you know, send us some messages and the team will will definitely be here to help you. Um, as for me, I will be spending time with my two little boys, um, just making some different memories with them and hopefully seeing some family um, and friends over the break. But I know that my little one's really, really, really hoping it snows because in his, they have a little Friday journal where they write letters to the parents and then parents can write back also a great idea for mm -hmm. making that connection with the with the school and the teacher but um he, one of the things he keeps writing about is that he really wants to make a snowman with his mom and so i hope it, i'm hoping we do get some snow so that we can make that holiday wish come true for him brie when does your winter break begin when's your last day of school our last day of school is this friday that's coming up and so we have two full weeks off and so brad when is your school done uh two uh two weeks from friday so a week from this friday so friday the 23rd is our last mm -hmm. school day and we also have two weeks uh following that wow yeah that's what i keep hearing the breaks are either this coming friday or the week after we here in this community are going up until next thursday the 22nd so brad we have one day ahead of you <laughs> <laughs> now, Ray, it was a year ago that you and I had the opportunity to to track Santa's flight around the world, and I, I'm I'm not sure if that's part of our Teach Better sked, but that that was a that was an awesome opportunity for you and I to spread some holiday cheer. I, I wonder if even if we're not together, will you be tracking Santa uh, in two weeks? Absolutely, proud Jewish girl tracking Santa. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I think that was one of my favorite lives. And I have to tell you, we have so we've done so many great lives as a team. We're live so many times throughout the year. Um, sorry, my dogs have decided to wrestle mm -hmm. because you know, why not? Um, but Brad, I, I was so excited for that live because I think I myself was just giddy to do the tracking <laughs> with you. And so I don't know if the actual show was any good, but I had a ball. <laughs> we sure did. I can I can say the show was brilliant. Probably mm -hmm. one of our our top three most brilliant episodes and you know we did bring the jolly old elf to the uh to the teach better community it, it just value added right there yeah i will say if you're new to the teach better family to add some context we went live every single school day monday through friday from august to may last year and one of the days fell on christmas eve and brad and i rather than canceling the show 
decided to go live. And I think we just laughed through the whole thing. You guys can find it, uh, search back in the archives, but it was such a fun daily drop-in show. You know, it was no really time. fun. Ahead, I was there. I was there for it. And it was amazing. I wasn't <laughs> live with you guys, but I was watching and having so much fun with you guys. And I don't know if you guys are friends with The Office, but if I had to give a Dundee for one of the episodes, it would have been that one. So fun. Yeah, we'll take a Dundee. That'd be a done deal. And uh, we would love to. Any, any accolades you want to throw away, Bree, it, it, perfectly okay. All right, friends, we got to get out of here. There's so many shenanigans, so many good shows we can reminisce about. If you're looking to catch up on any Teach Better content, you want to hear about those awesome shows that we know and love, feel free to message us. We'll send you our favorites. We want to wish you a wonderful week ahead, whether it's the last week before a big break or just another fabulous week with students. Please let us know anytime you need anything. And Bree, thanks for coming live with us. I love yeah. catching up with you. I love hearing your ideas and perspective. And I hope that everybody here, if they haven't connected with you, I hope they do because you're just such a joy to always be chatting with. Thanks, guys. I was great to be here. Thank you for having me. Brad, always, always good to see you on Sundays, buddy. It's my favorite, favorite live stream. Thanks. It was so good to see you. So good to see you, too. Thanks for those kind words. And, and Brianne, thanks for bringing so much joy and hope and just so much positivity to this space and to everyone watching. Thank you for tuning in. And we look forward to catching you in a week's time for the Sunday weekly warm up. Ray and Bree, thanks. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>